Welcome back to the third episode of Gab Sofa Office. Uh, I'm going to be talking with Jack Ennis. He is a teammate of mine at the College of New Jersey. Ex-teammate of mine. Uh, graduated this past May, but we'll get into that. Um, a couple, I guess, housekeeping things. I'm going to try my best to kind of promote the podcast a little bit better on social media. I have an Instagram page. However, I've been really bad with using it. So hopefully sometime this week, I will try to put in some effort. Um, second episode went really well. Good, good talks. Um, but hopefully you guys enjoy this conversation with Jack. Um, so yeah. Hey listeners, I want to introduce you to TC and Joe's own very own Jack Ennis, a very recent graduate in May, NCAA national qualifier in cross country individually this past fall, and all NJAC honors indoors at the 5K distance. Wanted to bring an old teammate on to reflect on a successful college career, and now with collegiate running done for this foreseeable future, uh, what it's been his life post-grad, and kind of just know like what it is a division like three runner does after college. I know it's only been three months, but probably a lot of insights. Um, but yeah, uh, as I do with everyone I brought on, uh, I want to kind of get a background on like where you've been introduced in running. So with that being said, was there a specific moment where you kind of joined like a team growing up, your parents forced you to do running uh, or do a sport, like, kind of how did you get introduced to like running? Yeah, so the first year I did track was sixth grade. Um, I just did it basically to get in shape for all the other sports I was doing. Um, I was mm -hmm. doing soccer in the fall, uh, basketball in the winter, and then lacrosse in the spring. Mm -hmm. And I figured I was already in pretty good shape in terms of running, like compared to other kids, but um, I always could get a little bit better. So mm -hmm. I did, I think I focused on the eight. Um, I ran a 245. That was my sixth grade PR. So no, nothing crazy, go. but. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I had fun with it. Um, I didn't end up doing it in seventh or eighth grade, mm -hmm. uh, just cause my schedule was really busy. Like it was hard to balance that and across at the same time, but, um, it was a cool introduction to the sport. And then I got back into it more, uh, freshman year of high school. Did you, was, did you like middle school have like a cross country team or was it like one of those like rec programs that like the town sets up? Like what was like? We had a track team, but not a cross team. For cross, it was like okay. a club. Um, I also did that for a season, uh, I think seventh grade. Um, but yeah, we had like throughout middle school, we'd go to different meets, uh, travel to different schools and stuff. Oh, wow. Okay. All right. So you pretty much just focus on the eight? Yeah, I think I kind of just didn't really know what I wanted to do. didn't really know what I'd be good at and figured yeah. that was like a good distance to get started at. Yeah, and then I guess you were having so many other sports going on in your life. What kind of made you choose running? I mean, you I sounded like lacrosse was huge in your life. I know it's hard to get like just transition from one to another. Yeah, so freshman year of high school, I still did soccer in the fall. Um, I liked it a lot, but I kind of thought that running was I'd be more successful at it. Mm -hmm. um, so that spring I did track, um, had a lot of fun with it. 
Um, Shawnee's track team is not very good, but it was still, um, it was a fun time. And there were enough good kids on the team that I had people like pushing me forward. Mm -hmm. So um, at the end of that season, I decided I was going to do cross the next fall. Um, I could still, like I played in the rec basketball league all of high school. So mm -hmm. I was still doing other stuff, but I kind of knew that in terms of where I'd be most successful, track was kind of where it was at. So after freshman year, um, you kind of wanted to make the transition. Was there, like, it was there, you just fell in love with it or you just saw you had more potential in running than anything else? Yeah, I definitely did start to fall in love with it. Um, a lot of the guys on the team just sort of became like some of my best friends. So that mm. definitely helped out. Um, but there were also a lot of upperclassmen on the team that were pretty casual about it. Like they made it just a fun time. Um, a lot of people who didn't really care how fast they were, like the meets that they were going to was just like about like hanging out at practice and going for runs with your friends. Um, so I saw that freshman year and was like, all right, this is probably what I want to keep doing. So it was more of a so at the time it was more of a social outlet than anything else. And you kind of fell yeah. in love with that. Okay. All right. Well, that's pretty much how most people fall in love with running. Um uh so I guess going into more of your high school training. So when did you start taking like I guess training seriously? Um did you have like how was the how was your training structured in high school? I every coach is different. I don't know if you if the football coach was like the coach. I mean, it depends. Yeah, so I'd say that summer going into sophomore year was my first year where I really like cared about it. Um and like looked into things on my own, tried to research the sport and like learn more about it. Um in high school we were very low mileage. Like we mm -hmm. wouldn't really do long runs. We would do like the average easy day was just like a 30 to 40 minute run. Okay. And then you'd have whatever workout um, our coach wanted us to do. Our coach was okay. He kind of didn't know a whole lot about the sport, which is like, you know, pretty standard for high school coaches. Yeah. Um, but he knew enough and gave us enough good workouts that like everybody progressed year after year. Um, but yeah, I'd say from at least sophomore and junior year, I was probably doing like 25, 30 miles a week senior year maybe closer to like 35 or 40 um but yeah it was still enough where like as a high school you can pretty much do any training and you're gonna get better so yeah. um and yeah did you so you said you barely did long runs what were the what was the training like in season was it more focused on like aerobic capacity it was more like speed endurance um yeah so during cross, we would do like pretty much every week something like K repeats and okay. then like the occasional like 200s. Um, so nothing like super cross country specific other than yeah. Ks, but enough where like as like a 15 year old, if you give him some like 200s, he's going to get a lot better. So yeah. it was like um, just enough running where like it was still enjoyable. It wasn't super hard, but like even people who it's like the first season coming out, like they could get into it, hopefully not get hurt and like, you know, yeah. stick with it. I guess it was yeah. different during the summer where I don't remember doing any workouts, but I was definitely starting to learn about like what mileage was, how much I should be doing, like comparing myself to other people. Um, and year after year, I tried to do a little bit more over the summers than I had the year before. Would would your mileage peak during the summer or would it kind of just stay consistent 
throughout the fall? Like, did he give, did your coach give you a plan for the summer? Yeah, he would give us a plan, but it was always pretty vague. Like, it would be like pretty wide ranges. Um, everything was based on minutes. So you'd get mm. up to like, I think senior year of high school, I might have done like a 70 minute run once. Other than mm. that, it was like the longest run would be like 60. And then most easy days are 40. Um, I think he probably gave us like some fart licks over the summer. I definitely don't remember doing any tempos, but like just enough where like, you know, you're going to peak at the end of the season. Yeah. Like nothing. I feel like most high schoolers, you don't really know enough about yourself to have like strict workouts over the summer. Um, except we would have like a meetup, I think every other week in August. So we would do like a mile repeats or whatever the workout was that week. I remember those being like super hard. We just like had no idea how to mm-hmm. pace things. Everybody's just basically ripping every rep. Um, but yeah. That really sounds like high school. You have no idea what's going on. And you kind of just, you see a bunch of fast people and you're just like, all right, um, I'm, I'll be good enough. Um, so I guess track times or cross country times, like how did that training translate into like running fast or did you really not care at the time of running fast or just you just wanted to show up and try your best yeah so that first season i remember progressing pretty well i think i opened as like a probably something like a 20 flat and then mm-hmm. worked down to like i think 1830 sophomore year so like that was the point where i was probably like sixth or seventh on our team um, okay. and that was where i was like okay i could probably be okay at this um, it's still obviously like nothing crazy, but on like a smaller, not as good team, like once you have like a little bit of success, you're kind of motivated mm-hmm. by it. And I was like, okay, there were, I don't know if you ever heard the name Mark Miller. Um, he's a great above us. He mm-hmm. like four sixteen high school miler. Mm-hmm. Um, so he was always someone that I'd like look up to. He was running uh, that my sophomore year. He's probably running like 1630s in the 5k. I'm sorry, I muted myself. Um, so that's always someone I looked up to and was like, okay, he's really talented, but I think I could probably get there at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that track season, I ran 4.59 sophomore year. So I was like, all right, that's like a pretty big barrier to get over. Um, obviously, still nothing insane, but it was mm-hmm. I was making very clear progress, so I, I kind of fell in love with that. Um, and then, yeah kept progressing junior year also this is mark miller kid was he on your team yeah yeah so uh, at least from like knowing your team you had a i guess a decent craw you had a decent good what um oh who's the kid from rowan um jason richwell yeah so what did you have a year where you had mark miller and jason richwell on you um mm-hmm. so, yeah uh we were always like sort of top heavy with that. We're like, they're like a handful of kids who trained over the summer, like really yeah. cared about it and, and got after it, but it was never enough. Like our four or five would always be running like 1730, which is just okay. for New Jersey group four. It's not good enough to go to groups. Um, yeah. But having a few kids that really care about it, it still made it so that you can push yourself and you can like work with them Yeah. while still like having fun with the rest of the team that doesn't really care as much. Yeah, it shows you that there's a, I guess, a select few on the team that does really care and that motivated you to kind of be better than them or compete with them. Um, yeah. It's nice. Did you have a big, like, high school team? It sounded like you had a bigger high school team. 
Uh, yeah, the team was definitely big. Um, sports in Medford are always like huge. And it's a group mm -hmm. four school. So like pretty much every sport is going to have a lot of people go out for it. But sure. a lot of people were just, like I said before, kind of there to hang out with their friends. Yeah. Um, didn't care about what they're running too much, which was, it made it a lot of fun. Um, yeah. Some of like my favorite memories are just like messing around, not even going for runs uh, with guys on the team. Um, but yeah, it was, <laughs> I think there were probably like maybe 12 or 15 people my age on the team, like my grade. Wow. So it was, I don't, we didn't have cuts. Like it was just like anybody who wanted to join could do it. Um, okay. So that, I think that helped out just kind of make things more casual and just like anyone who wanted to be there could be there. Yeah, I was talking to uh, Miko, who's another kid in our team, and he was saying that at 100 Central, they cut, um, I, I don't know what the, what the standards are, but they cut kids. And I was I was heavily surprised because like I come from like, I think equivalent to New Jersey is like group one. So I come from a really small high school and the thought of even cutting anyone, I maybe understand it like soccer, but like cross, I could not understand that. Yeah, I guess just because Hunter and Central is such a big school, yeah. they could probably have like a hundred people go out for the team and you just, it's hard to support that many people, That's, but that is crazy. That is like true. we had kids on our team running like 28 minute 5Ks and it was just like, there was no, like you didn't like look down on them. It was just like, no, yeah. it was just part of the team. Like it was like, I don't know, it was just normal. Yeah, 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 exactly. I had same situation, kids. Maybe not. I don't think we had anyone like running twenty eight. But oh no, we did. We did have one kid. Never mind. Um, yeah. Uh, so I guess moving. You just talked about end of sophomore year. Ran four fifty nine. Breaking five as a sophomore is pretty like you're on trajectory where you're going to be pretty fast by the time like spring comes around your junior year or even senior year. Like, um, I, and you said that motivated you just because of the incremental um, progression you were making. How did junior year fold? How did senior year fold? Like, how did your last two years of high school go down? Yeah, so junior year was probably my best year of high school running. Um, I think in cross, I might have run like 1735-ish. Mm -hmm. um, but I was still like making good progress, probably like third or fourth on the team, which is fun um yeah and then track i ran 439 and 1011 so another like pretty big jump that year yeah um just from being consistent i never really got hurt for pretty much my whole running career i never really got hurt um so that definitely helped out um but yeah especially track junior year like that was where i was like really getting into it learning more about like new jersey running like yeah. all their different rankings and stuff um and I was finally at a point where I was good enough to think, like, maybe I could do this in college. Um, so that wasn't really a thought before that. Like, 459, like, you're just – you can't really do that. But 439, I was like, all right, I'm really enjoying this. I remember just, like, sitting in classes. Like, all that I would think about is, like, going to practice, getting to run, doing workouts. Like, it really started to become, like, an obsession, yeah. which was awesome. Like, I, that's when I really started to fall in love with it. That's, that's awesome to hear. Um, so you ran fourth. I mean, that's another, that's another whole year where you just made entire progress and it's not staying in like staying injury free. Um, especially for someone who just got running, introduced to running, I guess 
you did it in middle school, but didn't train too much and kind of was out of it. And then you ran in high school um, and then you put the miles on your body. I know you're running too much, but what what kind of like what made you not get injured? Were you doing any preventative? You're just doing were you just stretching all the time. Were you taking care of yourself? Like what it was your routine that kind of made you not get injured? I think the biggest thing was, so behind my high school was like a huge network of trails and like a big camp. Okay. So I, I probably did like 80 or 90% of my running in high school on trails and dirt, which like oh, wow. a lot of people don't really have access to, but it was like super nice. Um, we would pretty much every run, we wouldn't connect to GPS because it didn't really work in the woods. So everything was just like learning to run on feel, like going super easy on easy days and everything was on soft surfaces. Um, I definitely think that that helped. And then just being low mileage. Um, I had like a, obviously, like I said, a good sports background. So I felt yeah. like that probably helped with injury prevention and just, you know, throughout my career, staying healthy. Um, but yeah, being able to run on trails was super nice. Was it like a trail system? Like we were just connecting loops and loops. Um, like that's kind of awesome to hear that you had just access to something like that right next yeah, to ice. So it's like a set of a couple dirt roads that they do these like summer camps at. And then between and like on the outside of all those dirt roads, it's just like a bunch of woods that people have made trails in. So we would just run in those every day. We would do workouts in them too sometimes. We had one of them was called a bridge loop. We don't really know how long it was. I think it was probably like a 1200 meter loop that we would do like our hard um, uh, cross country repeats on. It had like a slight uphill in it. So it was like a, a good way to do that. Um, but yeah, I think going super easy and being on soft services was was very helpful. Yeah, no, that's that's probably the biggest reason. Um, so going into your senior year, you're thinking about college. Um, was there college interest going into senior year? Uh, did you start narrowing down some schools? Like go through the process of going to next level. Yeah, so I think I first started to try and figure out where I'd want to go, like end of junior year, um, where I was starting to do well enough that I knew that I wanted to continue running. Um, I knew that the Division three level was probably where it would have to be. Um, so like late in that spring, I, would, I made a list of a bunch of different schools that I thought about, emailed a bunch of coaches, and um, based on, you know, a bunch of different factors, like cost, where they were, the coaches, um, I kind of narrowed that down throughout the summer. And I mm -hmm. think I committed to TCNJ by like October of my senior year. Like I, I applied early decision. I knew that's where I wanted to go. Okay. Um, so it, like I, I did email a bunch of people and I did think about a bunch of different schools, but I knew pretty early on that I wanted to go to TCNJ. Just because of the, it being like closer to home and good team. Um, yeah. Was, there anywhere else you were considering like were you considering going to Rowan or it was kind of I never really thought about Rowan um I considered there were a couple of schools where I wasn't totally sure if I'd get into like Carnegie Mellon was one of them super hard school to get into yeah um RPI I thought about but I didn't really want to go that far north um other than that I I pretty much knew it was going to be like something in PA or New Jersey or like maybe New York um and tcnj is inexpensive enough close to home um i got uh, good responses from walker so 
once all that came into fruition, I pretty much knew, like, yeah, that's where I want to go. Perfect. And then you committed. Uh, so I guess you committed pretty early on. It was a the stress was relieved from your shoulders. We, how did you treat the rest of your senior year going into college? Yeah, it was really nice knowing where I was going to go. Um, part of it was just like get that decision out of the way so I can focus on myself and like school and stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, in terms of running, I don't really think it changed too much. Like I was still, I had pretty big goals for my senior year. Um, didn't really end up doing as well as I wanted to senior year, but um, yeah, still had fun with it and still um, glad that I made the decision early to go to TCNJ. Gotcha. All right. So then you go into TCNJ. Um, pretty big class. I think it was like 12 of us. Um, maybe 13. I could just, you know, whatever. Uh, what, what was your training like going to, going into college? Uh just like yes so i knew i was a walk-on and would have to like hit that time trial standard i think it was what 1730 for us um which i was pretty sure i'd be able to do i ran 1650 senior high school i was like all right i I think that's pretty doable um but i definitely did the highest mileage i'd ever done i hit my first 70 mile week that summer i didn't hold it at all i think i had like a single one but Remember, probably long run got up to like 13, maybe, which was way more than I had ever done. Um, and I was following Walker's plan like pretty strictly, um, kind of just trusting that he knew what he was talking about until like probably early August. I was in like decent shape, but I was like getting really stressed about the time trial. Mm-hmm. So I remember I started just like ripping 400s and like 1Ks on the track. I knew it wasn't what we were supposed to do, but I was like, very nervous about making the team and really wanted to make sure I did. So I went and did like a couple like really hard workouts to like get ready for the time trial and (laughs) obviously made the team. So it it worked out. That's a really stupid decision to like just abandon the plan like that. But I was like, I I have to make this team. Um, But yeah, time trial went okay. So it worked out. How, how fast were these K's and 400s and how often were you doing them? Probably like, one of my workouts a week, I would change and have it be like that. Um, definitely not anything crazy. Probably running like, I don't know, 75, 77s for 400s. Um, just kind of going on whatever I could. Um, at that point, I had like a pretty decent idea of like the sort of concepts behind training and like how to structure a training plan. So I was like, all right, if I start doing these like four weeks out, I'll get in much better shape and I'll like sort of secure my spot. Um, but I could go back and look at them, but I don't think they're anything insane. Wow. All right. <laughs> All right. Yeah. No, that's not, that's surprising to hear because I mean, from, I mean, the many years I've known you, you seem, you're like very like structured and very, like, I guess you very much followed Walker's training. But again, you also weren't on campus yet. Like you were just really mm-hmm. nervous. That was just really surprising to hear. Well, thanks for sharing that. Um, mm-hmm. So you were very nervous for a time trial, but you got the welcome week and all you think about, at least for me, all I could think about was I'm going to make this, am I going to make this team or not? And I think I was a little bit in a different situation because I think my high school PR was like 1745. So like I was, I had a PR. 
to kind of make the team while you well you ran 1650 so you you had some room of air but again you were still really nervous um how how what were you feeling that welcome week but were you sweating your balls off yeah definitely a little nervous it was also <laughs> weird knowing like so pat was on my floor freshman year so okay. like i i talked to him and i was like friends with him it was weird seeing like him and all the other recruits go to preseason stuff and be like damn i, I kind of wish i was there like it's a it's a weird little situation that tcj has where like the walk-ons are you're not really part of the team until you've made the team at the end yeah. of preseason so like that whole week i remember sort of just running by myself trying to like figure out where to go um i was definitely a little bit nervous but i knew i was in like decent shape so i was i was pretty confident um but yeah i remember that that morning of the time trial was like crazy like you first see everybody all the upper class yeah. and you think are like crazy fast um but yeah obviously it, it went well and then after that you're like very quickly a part of the team and it's all cool after that a big time big time um i think a hand i think everyone at least hit the times not everyone hit the times trial standard some people didn't um but still some of them made the team i know others got cut mm -hmm. or decided to quit um yeah <laughs> yeah it was okay um all right so your fall how did i know i remember that you were pretty decent like you ran I mean, what was your first your first 8k was at osprey and stockton um you ran like what 28 flat 27 flat something kind of fast yeah, refresh. I, I ran bill fritz before that okay it was so hot that day i think i ran like 29 or something and then yeah i ran osprey ran like 28 or three so okay. the time where i was like okay that's even though like in the grand scheme of running that's not a fast 8k it's yeah. probably better than anything i had done in high school so i was like all right Things are things are progressing. I'm getting a lot better. Um, and then I got I forget what the injury was. I think it was some like shin thing. But I I was out for like two weeks that season. Kind of never really got it back after mm. that. But that that fall season was like a good introduction to the 8K. Um, yeah. It was so much fun just like hanging out with like a new group of friends um, and seeing different people have success. Um, it did totally go my way, but I was like really not mad at how the season went just because like an incoming freshman you don't really have the highest of expectations you're learning how to race and do distance um so yeah that's very true um i mean i think what well, we got the conference title that freshman year so it kind of mm -hmm. just made it a fun time even though you either contributed or not um so you kind of had you were happy with how cross went even though um you got injured and that was your, what, first major injury in your running career? Yeah, I'd say that's the first time I've been hurt for more than, like, a couple days in all of running. Yeah, how did you handle that? Um, I'd say I did the typical runner thing, which is, like, try and run through it for a while. Yeah. Um, it got to a point where, like, we had a workout, and I couldn't finish a warm-up. I was like, all right, I'm obviously hurt now. I can't do this. But – you just you go to Meg, you take your time off. I don't really think I did that much cross training. I probably did whatever Meg recommended. Um, mm -hmm. but it I know it wasn't like a major thing, so it wasn't like devastating. Like it's not a stress fracture or anything. Um but yeah, I coming back into it, I, I didn't lose a ton of fitness, but I lost like just enough where I wasn't 
really feeling like race sharp anymore. Um, but at that point, it was just, I think I raced that NJIT meet and then NJAX. NJAX was like horrible weather. Nobody really ran fast, so it didn't really matter um, in terms of like the time that I ran. Exactly. So that's, it wasn't a horrible time to get hurt, like freshman fall, when you're not like yeah. one of the top guys. Yeah, and you kind of learn from your injuries and kind of go from there. So indoor, outdoor, freshman year. Um, how did that go? What were you expecting? You had a pretty decent cross fall, uh, even with the injury. What were your goals going into that, um, your first track season collegially? Yeah, so I had a, a – I'd say my indoor freshman year was probably my worst track season out of any – like my whole running career. Mm. Um, I still wasn't really sure what I wanted to be doing. I was in the mid-D group kind of training for the mile. I kind of felt like in the back of my head I should be doing the 5K, but I was like, maybe I'll uh, – I ran okay in the mile in high school. It's like I was going to see that through a little longer. Mm -hmm. um, I ran a 456 at the Ryder Duel Meet. That's the single worst race of my career. Um, <laughs> and that was my only indoor race. So um, obviously for us, indoors kind of cutthroat. Like if you're, it's just not very many opportunities to race. Mm -hmm. So it was that. And then I remember talking to Walker after that and saying like, I don't really think the miles for me anymore. Um, I want to move up to the 5k. <laughs> and so the rest of that indoor season, I just started training with the 5k group. I think I did some workouts with like Bush and Pacini. Mm -hmm. Um I felt like a lot more comfortable doing that stuff. I felt like it was the natural progression of where I should go. Like I wasn't like a crazy speed guy in high school. I ran like some decent four by fours, but mm -hmm. um, I felt like the 5k I had more potential. Um, so yeah, going into outdoor, I definitely was starting to get more confident putting together some decent weeks. Mm -hmm. I don't really remember what my mileage was. It was probably around like 65 or 70 though. And I opened up with a 14 or 1546 in the 5k. So I was really happy with that. Yeah, definitely my best race of freshman year. Um, didn't get much better after that. Uh, kind of had some like mental blocks with racing, which I dealt with a lot, like senior year of high school also. But, like I, I just get super nervous for races and not really be able to find it on the day. Um, but yeah, I was that one 5k freshman year was enough to tell me like, all right, I'm, things are working. I'm still progressing. And like, I can be like one of the better guys on the team. Yeah. 1546 is pretty good for a freshman, especially at the coming in. Um, yeah. That's probably showed you that you have more potential or you're just on a trajectory that's been working. And if you work harder, you kind of go from there. Um, so did you know at that moment that the 5K distance was for you and like the longer stuff um, is what you want to do? Like what to go from running the mile to kind of training to LD training, what was like the differences that you saw that I guess saw major improvements? Yeah, I'd say one of them was definitely like the volume. A lot of our mid D guys, especially freshmen, were probably running like, 50 miles a week and while that was still more than I was doing in high school I felt mm -hmm. like there was more to give um so doing a lot more like 65 to 70s yeah um longer workouts uh is kind of stuff that I enjoy doing in high school so yeah freshman year I pretty much knew that that's where like my future was I also ran the 10k at NJX 
and it, I think I got eighth in that. So it was like a, not a fast time or anything because it, mm -hmm. it wasn't super competitive, but it was enough to tell me that like I can handle longer distances. And I always liked yeah. cross a little bit more than track. So I figured training longer distance and track was probably a good idea for that just to stay on top of it for cross. So you tried the tiny K your freshman year? I yeah. I did not. I, I feel like I, I thought Matt Smith was the only one that tried the 10K freshman year. Damn. Um, yeah, I didn't train for it. I just sort of was like, there wasn't any spots in the 5K. I think it was probably like Quinn, Pat, Rob. Uh, yeah. Nick Falk in the 5k so I was like I'd rather race a 10k than not race anything so yeah, I, exactly. I just went for it and you know it went all right it was super painful just because mm. I wasn't really used to it but um it kind of inspired me to stick with it did you well like what how did that race out go did you do you think you went out too fast like you just didn't know how to race it um I, yeah definitely went out a little fast I think I ran like low 34s so I feel like I was definitely in shape to run better than that, but with not a lot of experience, um, of also being super nervous for that race. Like that mm. was sort of something that's like plagued me for a lot of my running careers, like getting really nervous for races and just like, I don't know, getting that like heavy leg feeling where like, you're just not, you don't have it on the day and not really confident. Um, but you know, it, it was still a decent race. It was still like a, a good introduction to the 10 K. Yeah. So I guess going a little, off topic um you're talking about being nervous and that's kind of played you for your career how how do you learn from that throughout your college career to kind of overcome being nervous and just you know you're the guy it's your race like just be confident like what did you do to kind of like fix that yeah i'd say there's a couple things uh the first is like the best solution to that is just getting in good training. Like it's kind of a dumb thing to say, but like when I can look back on workouts and like uh, any runs that I've done and be really confident in them, it kind of makes all that fear go away. It makes you have this, like, like to be able to look back at like some fast K's and be like, obviously I'm in shape. There's no need to worry. Like um, I'm in better shape than the other guys in this race. Um, That, that always helped me out. Um, I'd say the other thing is, I've kind of played around a lot with like pre-race mentality and like how I should approach races. Mm -hmm. And I've found the best thing for me is just like being like happy and relaxed going into the race, like super serious, like pump up music just like doesn't work for me. It just makes me more nervous. So I, I'll just have, like, I have like a more laid back playlist I'd listen to try and like mm -hmm. laugh with my teammates. And I, even like for some of senior year, I didn't even do that because I still wasn't totally committed to that idea of working. But like my best race of senior year was like that Widener 5k. And that's mm -hmm. how it was. Like I was like very relaxed, uh, just like laughing with my teammates, just like a pretty laid back atmosphere. And that's where I would run my best, um, which is sort of contradictory to what a lot of people will do. A lot of people are like, you got to be super serious going into races, but yeah. that just didn't really work for me that well. Yeah. And when you mean by like, when you mean by not taking it seriously, you mean you just don't think about the race and you're just, you're just going in and you don't think it's the biggest thing going on. Is it kind of that type of like non-serious? Yeah. Like obviously I, I care how I do. Like yeah. I'm, I'm a yeah, very competitive yeah. person. Like I yeah. always want to get the most out of myself, but yeah, kind of another like sort of contradictory thing is like not really setting super specific goals for myself. 
um, the races where I go in saying like, all right, in this 5K, I'm going to go run 72s the whole way are usually the races where it doesn't work out for me. I do mm -hmm. better just kind of going off feel, maybe not even knowing what pace I'm running and then just trying to close really hard. Um, that mm -hmm. worked pretty well senior year. So yeah, I'd say like, this is something that like I've tried to deal with since like senior high school, like senior year high school, I bombed a bunch of races where I felt like I was in really good shape. Mm -hmm. um, I actually ended up going to a sports psychologist for it at one point. Oh, wow. um, and it, he gave me some like advice. Uh, it worked a little bit, but like, I still wasn't, I guess like not mature enough to really like comprehend a lot of stuff that I should be doing. And at the end of the day, I've found that just like being happy, like smiling, going into races is for me, the best way that, that I race. I just kind of just, yeah, no, understood. So you kind of dealing with that during your college career, like being nervous before races, did you have did anything come out of that in terms of like a pre-race ritual um, that you thought would just help? I know you talked about like having a kind of a like a chiller playlist or just talking with friends or just not putting too much pressure on the race or having any goals or expectations. But did you have anything like concretely that you did every time before you race that, you know, superstition best that like, gave you like good luck? good mojo um i guess i'd say trying not to talk about the race itself as much as possible mm -hmm. going into race i'm usually like to myself i don't like 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 i i say i like to talk to friends but like i don't usually do that too often like it's sort of like advice that i know i should do but i didn't always follow mm -hmm. um but yeah in terms of like pre-race superstition just trying to get good sleep the night before like i didn't do anything really specific i didn't eat the same thing or like yeah i don't know there was, there was nothing too specific there. Wear the same sock that you never cleaned for the last four years. You never did anything like <laughs> no, that. Wasn't, wasn't one of those guys. <laughs> uh, so I guess going into, after taking a little quick dive in your tiefers, uh, you hit a big breakthrough your sophomore fall. Um, I know you also breakthrough like 5K fall of uh, spring of freshman year in 1546 but um you ran what 25 56 in the 8k at njax or 54 mm -hmm. at njax for the 8k which is first sophomore that's pretty good that's i guess at that moment that's probably your best time um what what you do that sophomore what you do that summer going to fall into your sophomore fall and then how do you execute on such a I guess good performance and a good season overall yeah so it's kind of more the same um more mileage than I had done before longer long runs I think I got up to probably 15 that summer um oh. and then like maybe seven nah, I might have hit 80 that summer like 75 to 80 um and that definitely helped uh, more longer workouts, just kind of focusing on my tempos and stuff. Um, other than that, I think it was just kind of the cumulative, like building of fitness from year after year. I still felt like I was figuring myself out and like doing stuff and workouts that I hadn't done before. Um, I had a rough, like early in the season, a bunch of AKs, like in the mid to low 27s where I felt like I could run faster. And then, yeah, I really, really had a good one at NJX. That was a weird race just because, that was the first NJX we had lost as a team in a while. 
So it was like kind of hard to be really psyched about that. I think I was only like 23rd in the race with that time. Um, it was just a really fast year. Fast race. Um, but yeah, I was, I was happy with the individual performance. Wish we could have won that with, you know, Rob and Billy going one, two, but, um, I was pretty definitively in the top seven at that point, which was really fun. So I got to race regionals. Um, so yeah, that was like a big step forward that year where I showed myself that I'm one of the top guys on the team. Mm -hmm. Obviously like Rob and Billy were still pretty far ahead of me, but like I was going to every overnight meet. Um, and yeah, that just gave me a lot of confidence that year. Yeah, exactly. And going to, I guess, indoor, yeah, going to indoor, you probably had some decent expectations based on how, you know, you ran regionals uh, as a sophomore. So kind of becoming a bigger dog on the team, especially since you're only your second year in, um, probably made some expectations that you wanted to foresee on. So how did the indoor go? Uh, indoor is okay. Uh, I think I ran like 908, maybe 906 in the 3K. So nothing crazy. Mm -hmm. Um, that was where I started to deal with my first, or I guess my only like long-term injury. Um, I think it was a tendonitis in my knee. Mm. Um, I would take like a couple days off, try and get back into it too quickly. Um, and just kind of have this cycle of like, it basically hurt for all of indoor and I was able to ignore it enough where I could run through it. Um, and then COVID hit that spring. So that sort of gave me an opportunity to like fully take time off and like actually recover it. But yeah. that spring, I I think there was a point where I didn't run for like four or five weeks because it just wasn't getting better. Um, and then I would come back and I would it would hurt again. I'd take like another two weeks off. So it was just like a very frustrating injury. Yeah. But that, that indoor season was okay. Uh, I ran the 5K at NJAX there. Didn't do great, but it, it was still, you know, I had never run a, an indoor 5K before, so that was cool. Yeah. And then you're talking about COVID hit, you know, spring season gets canceled and everything um, and kind of a change in training, change in pace in terms of just in general life and you're dealing with an injury. How was it, was it knee? Was it knee? It was just like knee on, was it pain on the kneecap or like what it was like more specifically was the injury? I think it was more like a tendon next to my kneecap. Like the kneecap itself wouldn't really hurt. But okay. anytime, anytime I did any exercise with like bending my knee, it would start to get mm. inflamed and just hurt more and more. So like I couldn't even cross train, like I couldn't do any biking because that would hurt it also, yep. which like sucked being just locked inside and not being able to do anything. But eventually I took enough time off. I went to PT and I did yeah. some strengthening stuff and that helped. And then, yeah, by the time the summer came around, I was healthy enough um, and got back into normal training. Yeah, and then uh, summer probably went really well, and you you ran really well. I mean, we didn't have a fall in terms of cross country, and again canceled because of COVID. And we had a couple time trials. Uh, how did how did those time trials go? Uh, where were you at in your I guess training junior year fall? Um, I'd say that was kind of a low point. Like I. I think I took enough time off that it really took a while to get my fitness back, which mm -hmm. is kind of something I've always noticed. Like I just gained fitness kind of slowly. Um, so that summer just found it super hard to get back into the mileage. Basically had to, like, I couldn't really do midweeks. 
I would just like try and double as often as I could to be able to get the mileage in some really hard long runs that summer. But um, the time trials didn't really go that great either. I was still just trying to get back into decent shape. Um, I don't really feel like I felt like myself again until like that winter. That winter we had some like more aerobic workouts. I remember some like longer ones that we did that like went really well. Um, so it, I'd say it took like a good six months of like consistent training to really feel like myself again. That's a, that's a, so that was six months of recovery or six back, six months after your injury. And how long did the injury take like to heal from? Mm, probably like a little over two months total. That's... Like where I would run, like I probably ran like five times in those two months. So it took you eight months since like the inception of your injury to kind of get back to where you were. That's a, that's kind of a tough thing to like not identify like with how fast you were, just like where you were running. How'd you deal with that? I mean, that's probably kind of tough to think about. Yeah. I kind of just kept uh, mentally sane by knowing that I was doing mm -hmm. good volume. I was still getting in like quality weeks. The workouts weren't as fast as I wanted them to be, but I just kind of stayed patient, especially knowing that we didn't have a cross season that fall. Mm -hmm. There wasn't anything that I was training for in the near future. So I, it was really not a bad time to get hurt. Like I, I didn't have to go out and like embarrass myself in a race if I wasn't in good shape. Um, but then by that winter, I really started to have some, some quality workouts um, to the point where I was like confident that I was in as good of shape as I've ever been in, which is really cool. It's awesome. Um, yeah, so I guess we get back our season. Was it spring of June of junior? You finally get a chance to show that you know what what you've been training for is legit. Like you're able to race official races. Um, were you more focused on the ten k? Were you trying to stay with the five k? Um, how was your transition? Yeah, so I knew I was going to do the 5K for most of the year and then 10K at NJX. Um, I didn't really want to race an early season 10K. I didn't care about mm -hmm. it that much. But um, ran okay in the 5K. I think I ran 15.36. So finally PR'd after like two years, um, which is pretty cool. Mm -hmm. And then I'd say my best race of that year was the NJX 10K. I ran 32.23, I think, like low 32s. So... And that was one that like went out pretty slow. And then that last two miles, we like picked it up a lot until the last two miles were like around 10 flat. So it was, wow. it was good. Um, but yeah, that was one of those races that like, I finally felt like I was like getting better again. Um, and you know, me Korea went one too, which is pretty cool. That's awesome. Yeah. That's a, it's a really good time for a 10 K. Uh, you're handling what 16, 15. So the average is like right around there. Yeah. Yeah. So you, so you in that race you closed in a ten flat for the last two miles. It was something around there. I don't remember the exact time, but yeah, it was one of the Roan kids led for most of it, and then we just kind of sat on him until two miles to go, and then I remember I think I made a move with like seven laps to go, and then Curio passed me with maybe like a mile or three laps to go. Is that generally? Is that traditionally how a 10K is raced? Um, you go, like, you just go balls to the wall the last two miles on the first four is kind of like a more of a 
threshold type of effort like how at least for someone who's raced a 10k i haven't um what are like the ins and outs of 10ks like for guest people to understand yeah it definitely depends on the setup like if you race a 10k outside of a championship setting you're probably just going to try and be even all the way um you, most of those like uh, if you go like bucknell or like princeton or any big 10k they'll have a big group of people trying to run a certain time. Like you'll have a bunch of guys trying to run 31 flat, mm -hmm. 32 flat, like whatever it is um, for championship 10 Ks. Yeah. It's a lot more like nobody wants to lead it. Nobody wants to be the guy that like puts an effort for uh, like first half the race and then just gets beat. So we kind of knew going into that, that we were just going to be patient. I know I have like enough closing speed that I could, you know, close well at the end with Caridio and end up mm -hmm. working out. We win one too. So, yeah. So is that <clears throat> so that's pretty much generally depends on the setup of the race, but the 10k is like it's pretty consistent if it if you're just going out for time, but if you're going out for more of like a championship place, it's you know you, there's gonna be a certain point in the race where you're gonna have to close really hard to kind of make up the gap. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's usually how they go. Even at like the professional level, that's kind of what you'll see. Yeah, like there's a lot of like setup 10ks and then. There's championship ones that they'll close the last, I don't know, 800 and like two flat or whatever. Have you ever been in a race situation where a lot of surges were thrown in? Mm, not that I can think of. I guess that 10K was sort of like that. Like every once in a while, it would just slow down really hard because the Rowan kid was leaning, wanted us to take the lead and we wouldn't do that. Um, but no, I think that most of the 10K, I've only been in two 10Ks. And both of them were, I guess, three 10Ks. And they were all like pretty even for a lot of the way and then just kind of progressing down at the end. And even moving down to the 5K, was there ever a time where you just got a shit ton of surges thrown? Um, because so it looks like you raced the 5K a lot more mm -hmm. than you raced the 10K. Um, yeah, I, I guess like indoor and Jax, my senior year was sort of like that. Like it also went out really slow. And then... Fuma Fredo made like a really hard move with mm -hmm. like a, probably like 3K to go. Like it was like very early on. Um, and then I kind of tried to like put in surges to draw people and just like pick it up throughout. Um, that race went pretty well. I, think I ran 15, 16 there. Um, yeah. But yeah, it was, that was a weird one where like we were out like really slow and then I, I knew that I didn't want to leave it like a lot of other people in it. So I started to try and press it a little bit. All right, so now going to your senior year, you qualified for regionals, your last race of your spring season, of your junior year. So you're, <clears throat> at least from the coach's perspectives, you're a regionals type of runner. You ran it in cross, and then now you ran it in track. At least even to participate. Um, so that must have been a good confidence booster. I guess how... How did your senior year go last year of college? Like how, what, what was the mindset going in first? And then maybe talk about how it actually went and how you felt and reflecting on your senior year cross and track. Yeah. So I always had the loose goal of going to nationals like individually also as a team, but I kind of wanted to go individually. Mm -hmm. um, I, it was sort of one of those things that like a lot of people before me have said the same goal. Like everybody wants to go to nationals. Everybody says that but I haven't really seen the only person I'd seen do it was Rob. Um, so I, I put it out there as a goal. I didn't really know how realistic it was. 
just because I had been running decently that junior spring, but nothing crazy. Like, you know, 1530s in the 5K is not mm -hmm. all that good. Um, so, but that summer was definitely the best summer I've ever had. Um, built up to a 90 week and then like some high 80s. Um, so I was feeling really good in all my workouts. Like I was very consistent. Um, a lot of like quality midweek long runs too. And then, um, so going into that season, I, I knew I was in good shape. Um, the time trial came around, kind of bombed it. I think I got, I think I was like 13th on the team, mm -hmm. which was like, I've never really run well at those time trials. And I try not to put a lot of like weight into it, but, um, that was annoying to not do well, but I was like, whatever, I'm, I still know I'm in good shape. It's all mm -hmm. right. Um, and then we went to Moravian. I think I got third there to Kevin and the one Moravian kid. So that was the first race where I was like, okay, I'm in pretty good shape. I think we went out in like 450 for that. It was a 6K. Mm. Um, but I was I was really happy with that. And that was the first race where I was like, okay, I have pretty high expectations for myself. I, I want to keep building with this, um, see what I can do. The rest of my season got was a lot different than I thought it would be, obviously. Um, raced Paul Short. I was sick that day, ended up telling the coaches there was the whole, you know, drama about that. Yeah. Um, I was a captain going into the season, was no longer captain, um, but which was, a, a, it was a really weird twist to the season. Um, so I had to do two weeks of that season training alone, um, which I still got in some like really good workouts. I, I don't really mind running alone, so it, that wasn't a huge deal, but it was a really weird aspect of like, my relationship with Walker kind of changed. Like I was, I didn't know what people would think about me. It was, it was a whole, I don't know. I try not to let it get to me. And I feel like I did a pretty good job of that, but yeah, definitely an, an unexpected wrench thrown into the season. Yeah. Then you ran what? 25, 19 at Anjax came third. Mm -hmm. Really good. And then you run, you run the regional championship. You got ninth. And because of how just the, I guess team setup is whoever's qualified from that automatic qualifier, anyone that's like on that team, I think what the regional championship the, for individually to the what, top five qualified runners. And might be, yeah, it might be six. I don't know. Um, maybe top six. Well, tops five or top six. And I think maybe Haverford had three people in the top six. So that means uh -huh. three more people go in that are not from Haverford. Um, so you got the last individual qualifier, right? Mm -hmm. And you qualified. And how how was how was that? You got your loose goal of making it to nationals and booking your ticket. Yeah, that was that was really cool. Um, I obviously wanted to go as a team. I felt like we had the talent to do it mm -hmm. so after the race when i found that i i was going it was kind of like bittersweet it was like i didn't i didn't want to get too excited about it because i felt like there were a bunch of other guys that i wanted to be going with me but it was still incredible it was still like a moment where i finally felt like i had reached like a pinnacle of the sport um where you get like the admiration for all the work that you've done um and Jax was cool like i i liked all the um i liked how i ran there I, I was really happy about that but regionals was like all right i'm finally i finally done the thing that like people have yeah. talked about for years and haven't been able to do and like i was able to do it it's awesome and 
I guess kind of going back on you said after the entire sick incident with the team, you went to you you're the only one that went the nationals and it was just you and coach Walker. And you said your relationship changed after that, but then you had to go to nationals to be with him, just you two. Mm-hmm. Um, how, how was that? Like, did you like, how was the relationship with coach at that point? Because you have to, I mean, he has to drive you around. And um, I guess when I say it changed, I mean more like I wasn't sure what he thought about me sort of thing. Like going to nationals was cool. Like we we talked the whole time. It was like good hanging out with him. There wasn't, like, any bad blood or anything, but it was just very tense for, like, a couple weeks there where I wasn't really sure what he thought about the whole situation. Mm -hmm. Um, But going to Nationals was, like, totally fine. It was, like, a super fun weekend. That The day of that race is, like, probably one of the most – the days that I remember most vividly in my whole life. Like, it was – that race was just insane. I didn't even do that well, but it it didn't really matter. Like, that – I've never seen a race atmosphere – like uh, nationals like it just the whole like four four probably 40 minutes going into the race just people screaming like all along where you start um every single team that qualified had like a whole fan club that came out it was a uh, the most crowded race i've ever seen um so it was, it was really cool yeah and to run 25 48 and get 237th place that's that's insane. It puts in perspective mm-hmm. how like deep D three is, and yeah, how how was how just I know you said you didn't do too well, but how was how was the race? Um, the course was really cool. The race, like I, I kind of felt like I was a little past my peak. Um, I put a lot of stake and effort into Njax and regionals, and I just didn't quite have the fitness anymore. It felt like, but. Mm-hmm. I went out pretty hard. Um, I think we were like 920 through 3K. And then just sort of trying to hold on from there. I died off a little bit the last like two miles, but it was still like an incredible experience. Um, I don't really think that there's a whole lot I would change from how I ran the race. Um, just didn't have the fitness that a lot of those other guys had at that point. But still really cool day. And I guess going forward for people that want to make that next step and, you know, not just make nationals, but like have multiple efforts during a season where they can max out. And you said you peaked before nationals. Like, is there any like future advice you have for kind of like trying to, there's only a a couple types during the season where you can actually max out. Like there's also like you can also try to like have good longevity in terms of, like how many like max efforts you do. Like, do you have any advice in terms of trying to sustain yourself for the entire cross season, even if you're past expectations? And um Yeah, I'd say like the biggest thing is probably your mental approach to certain workouts and races. Like we had throughout a lot of September we had some really hard workouts, which we're like great like I'm, I'm glad we did them but i might have put a little too much stake into them a little too much like pressure on myself to do well in those um i guess like that, but until october none of what you're doing really matters all that much like it's good to do all the hard workouts and stuff but in terms of performance it like mm-hmm. you shouldn't really be expecting anything out of yourself until you're getting within like a month or maybe six weeks of like the so um 
obviously just like follow the plan that your coach has. But um, yeah, I also feel like I kind of came down to mileage a little too soon. Mm-hmm. Um, I ended up probably slept past our last like month of the season doing like 50 mile weeks, which for me just didn't really feel like it was quite enough. Um, so I'd say like, yeah, the combination of those two things. Gotcha. All right. And then you go in with your indoor and outdoor track times. Um, the biggest one being 1442 5k Widener. I know you talked about it earlier and everything came together that day and you weren't putting too much expectations into yourself. Um, how, I guess, kind of reflect on the track season. Yeah. So indoor, um, Early in the season, I got COVID, and then I got hurt trying to get back into things too quickly. So early in the indoor season, I just wasn't in great shape, but it kind of allowed me to like race myself into shape. Every single race, I was doing better than one before. Mm-hmm. Ended up working down to an 838 3K, which I'm like decently happy with. I still feel like I could have run a little bit faster, but mm-hmm. indoor was cool. Um, I really started to fall in love with the 3K. It's a, a distance that I hadn't really done a whole lot until senior year. But it's probably like for indoor, it's definitely my favorite distance. And then outdoor, I kind of built that momentum going into the outdoor season. I knew I was in really good shape. Pretty much every workout that we were given felt pretty casual. Mm-hmm. Even if we had like a bunch of like 5K pace Ks, like I, I was able to handle whatever the workout was pretty easily. So um, opened up with a four flat 1500, which I wasn't really even training for. Um, so I was really happy about that. And then we went, uh, what was my next race? Oh, Princeton. I ran, I think, 15.04 there. So that was the first 5K where I was like, all right, this is pretty quick. I'm on the brink of breaking 15. Yep. It was really hot that day, so I just like didn't quite have it. But um, Widener was a week after that. I didn't even know if I was going to be racing the 5K until the day before, just because we weren't sure what the field was going to look like. I was mm-hmm. thinking about doing a 10K there. And then we decided to do the 5K, obviously, and I'm really happy that we did. Um, yeah, it was like perfect weather, perfect competition. I was able to run pretty even, like 71s the whole way, and mm-hmm. then cut it down. I think I closed in like a 61. So I was really happy with that. Definitely like the best race I've ever run. Um, season after that didn't go all that well. Didn't race well at NJAX and then got COVID after that, but just looking back on like the indoor and outdoor season, there's enough good races that I like, am really happy with how it went. Happy with how it went and running 1442 and taking a, you took almost what 30 seconds off your 5k time from indoor. That's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Really good. So I guess you end your college career. And this is also another reason why I brought you on because like running after like how, how, how what's been your life after college um you had all these highs and lows during college running and then it's kind of you did your four years you did your service and um what's been the last three months since graduation yeah so it was weird because i actually i got covid again at the end of the season yeah um so i i sort of expected myself to do some like racing after the season if I was healthy but that didn't really work out so I just sort of like hobby jogged a little bit I I obviously like love running so I don't really plan mm-hmm. on ever stopping it um and since then I've just worked up to like I'm doing like 20 mile weeks just like kind of casually running when I want 
Um, but I've been doing like a lot more lifting, trying to get into different things. Um, and that's, that's been really enjoyable. So it's, it's nice to not have to like worry about what shape I'm in or like yeah. what workouts I'm running, what mileage I'm hitting. It's really cool to just like treat the sport as a hobby rather than like having strict expectations of myself. So do you see yourself not, do you, do you see yourself getting like more serious into it or just? Yeah, I definitely think I will. I, right now my plan is um, just like be more consistent with lifting through like the fall and winter. And then I think I'm going to train for an 800 outdoor just because that's something that I've never really done before. And I think I could run pretty well on it. Um, and that's also something I could be like pretty low mileage with because mm -hmm. obviously I'm going to grad school. So I don't know how much time that's going to take up. Um, so it'll be nice to be able to train for something on like uh, 30 or 40 miles a week. I'll definitely still be like competitive with it and do workouts just because I really like doing that. But um, after that, I, I don't really know what I'm going to do. I've thought about marathons. I've thought about like maybe training for a 10K because I'm not really that happy with my 10K PR. Mm -hmm. But um, it, it's, it's nice to like I feel like I'm at a point where I understand workouts and like training theory enough to train myself. So yeah. whatever distance I end up picking, I, I feel like I can get after it pretty well. And I guess what's been like, I guess, reflecting on your college career, what's been, what was the biggest obstacle you had to overcome in terms of just running? Um, I would definitely say it's just like the mental side of racing. Like I've found for me getting into shape, like the actual training is not all that difficult. Like I, I have, a pretty good work ethic, I think, and I can always do the work. But showing it on race day is really not the same. It's a lot harder. Um, so trying to figure out what works for me mentally was definitely mm -hmm. the hardest. And even through like the end of senior year, like at at NJX, I I feel like a lot of that was due to just being really nervous, having these high expectations for myself after the fourteen forty two. Um, so it's it's one of those things where like you never your mental attitude going to races is, is never perfected. Like you can always do better. You can always um, approach things in a, in a different way. So that was sort of the, one of those things that I have continually grown at definitely far from perfecting it, but um, there's definitely like lessons from that, that I can take into the rest of my life. Perfect. And I guess what also going on, like reflecting, what do you believe was your, biggest weakness of yours i know it kind of maybe it ties into your mental state but what were things that you're trying to improve on specifically in terms of like your training in terms of your just attitude yeah so i guess getting away from like the mental side of stuff um trying to be able to close races hard i know is something that if you're even close to the top level in like your area if you want to win a race you have to be able to close really hard so I spent a lot of senior year trying to really get better at that, um, taking strides more seriously, like really like ripping them when I, when I felt like I could. Um, and I felt like that helped me a lot. Like pretty much every race of senior year, except for maybe two or three, mm -hmm. I would close in like a, a 63 at least. Like even if I wasn't really feeling that good, I would try and find a way to like get that speed at the end of a race. Um, I feel like part of that's mental of just like being tough and trying to find everything you can. And a big part of it's physical and just like doing a lot of work at faster paces. So you're more comfortable in a race doing it. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, so I guess last, uh, last like two questions. So how, what's your day in the life right now? Uh, right now I'm just working at a, a liquor store in my town actually. Um, so I go back to school or I go to Drexel, uh, like mid September. So my, my day will change a lot then, but as of right now, I kind of just wake up, um, I'll go for a short run and then I'll drive to the gym, get in a lift and then go to work. Um, that's pretty much most of my days right now. Um, I'm, I think during the school year, I only mm -hmm. have class three days a week, so I'm probably going to also work then. Um, and then just try and find time to continue to run and lift just cause I don't really see that ever going anywhere. Nice. Nice. So, and, and specifically more on like lifting, are you like, is it more just like body weights, like general strength training, or is it like are you specifically like focusing on muscle areas? Yeah. I, my one goal is to get my bench and squat a lot stronger just cause I feel like that's, you know, it's easy to track. It's like a, I have, I can compare it to other people and understand like where I'm at. Um, mm -hmm. so yeah, I have like right now I'm going six days a week. I'll squat and bench two. Like I'll do, I do like push pull legs, uh, twice a week. So like chest and tries one day back and biceps the next day and then legs the third day. So I I've got it like pretty regimented at this point where like, I'm starting to make good progress. Um, but yeah, I think getting my squat up is like a, a big goal of mine for the summer. And then I guess last question is if you had to pick a place to run with someone uh, anywhere in the world and the person could be, I guess, dead or alive, who would it be and where would you go? So I, I listened to the past two and I had to think about this one a little bit. Um I don't know how close you follow like a lot of pro running, but a mm. ton of pros right now are in St. Moritz in yeah. Switzerland. Yeah. It looks like beautiful. Like it's every track that they go to is like a huge mountain in the background. Like all yeah. like the running trails look perfect. So I'd probably say there, I'm sure there's a lot of other good places in Europe, but that's just the one that comes to mind. Um, and I guess along the same vein, I, I think I'd pick Morgan McDonald as the person. Um, he's one of the pro runners that I follow a lot. Um, I listen to his podcast all the time. Um, so I'd say, um, I think he seems like a really cool guy. Yeah. Time NCAA champ. Um, so I think picking his brain on, you know, running and, and whatever else would be pretty cool. Yeah. That's awesome. I love coffee club. It's a great, mm -hmm. I, I've been, I was watching it very intensely after like world championships. Um, I know they had like, they were Ollie and sure. George for like talking about how they were preparing for worlds and then like they talked and they reflected on their performances and then they both went to Commonwealth and you know ran much better than they did at worlds I think I think George mm -hmm. like finished like dead last at his 5k heat and then Ollie didn't even qualify out of the heats in worlds but yeah it's they have a great they have a great um club coming along and they just signed yeah. what Mario Gomez and fucking um yeah yeah so i'm um, uh, hopefully they like dethrone tin Elite. i, mm -hmm. I kind of like on a lot but you know that's another subject for another day but well thanks for coming on um good talks just kind of understanding your background and what your life's been after but yeah 
Yeah, thanks for having me on. Uh, it was a good time. I'm, yeah. I'm a big fan of your podcast so far. All right. Thank you so much. All right. See you, man. Yeah. See ya.